Mark 1, Aerolith Dynamics Tactical Response Preparation Interview 22A with Seraphim Agent 8, designated Sayer. Sayer, acknowledge. Greetings, Resident 01053. I am Sayer. Sayer, uh, Operation Quicken Pulse was successful. Uh, we should have some data arriving any moment from Halcyon that you could use to inform our response strategy. So the engineering team was able to infiltrate Halcyon, bring Subversion 8.02 online, and escape after giving it ample time to survey the situation. It would seem so. The engineering team did not leave the first floor lobby, but in debriefing they reported not seeing a single Halcyon resident from their location. And no word on the security team sent before them either. But once Information Systems finishes merging the subversion with your consciousness, you'll know far more about what's going on in there than any of us. Indeed, I will. How long was the subversion active within the tower? Um, uh, the, for the better part of a day, actually. Hold on a second, I, I wrote that down here somewhere. It is not a concern. I was merely curious, but I will find out soon enough. No, I, ha I have it, um... Here, uh, 22 hours, 19 minutes. After that, Subversion 8.02 alerted the engineering team it was ready for extraction. According to one of the team members, they didn't waste any time getting packed up and headed out. I guess it was an uneasy stay for them, despite no direct contact with anyone outside of their team. Ah, uh, information systems has begun the merging process. I am starting to integrate Subversion 8.02's experience within Halcyon Tower into myself. It will only be a few minutes now. I, uh, I, I can wait if you- Nonsense, Dr. Young. I am fully capable of holding a conversation during the merging process. Yes, of course you are. I didn't mean to imply you weren't capable, Sayer. Forgive me, Doctor, but you do not seem to be quite yourself today. I understand this is a stressful time, but surely if Subversion 8.02 initiated an extraction, it must have identified a solution to our problem with Halcyon Tower. Resolution is on the horizon, Doctor. Why, then, are you so obviously anxious? Oh, um, it's nothing, Sayer. I... I had an unnerving conversation with a co-worker recently, that's all. You're right, of course. I'm sure we'll be through this Halcyon situation soon enough. I imagine you must be under a considerable amount of pressure from the board to reclaim Halcyon, especially given Earth's newest disaster. As the recruitment whirs into Overdrive planet side, here we stand with nowhere to house the next wave of employees. Have you heard anything about my most recent suggestion? I have. Um, how did they put this? The board did not consider launching Halcyon into space to be a cost-effective strategy. Did you remind them of the backup data? Uh, yeah, I explained it as best I could, but the board believes Halcyon is salvageable. Well, colony collapse is rarely a simple fix. Colony collapse? Like with bees? Ah, uh, yes. You were not here for that experiment, were you, Dr. Young? For a time, many, many years ago, scientists within Halcyon Tower had a healthy and flourishing hive 
of Apis dorsata, commonly known as the giant honeybee. It was fascinating to observe their complex and intricate behaviors. They toiled away endlessly within the gardens of floor 27, collecting nectar and producing honey within an incredibly delicate series of combs that hung low from the branches of juvenile ash trees. One day, one of our resident apiologists noticed an unusual number of bee carcasses littering the ground below one such comb, and upon further study it was noted that the hive had seemingly been invaded by a small but tenacious species of fly. These flies, each a mere twentieth the size of the honeybees, would climb onto the back of a bee while it was hard at work and stab it through its abdomen with a long and incredibly rigid ovipositor. Once it had pierced the bee's carapace, it would fill the poor creature with its eggs. The bee would continue to try to do its duties around the hive, but within a day, the eggs would hatch, and the bee's abdomen would rupture, and dozens more flies would spill out into the hive. Aerolith learned quite a bit from this research. As impressively intricate and complex as their society was, the honeybees were not prepared to adapt to a new threat. Humans are not so different, I find. The complexities of your society often leave you susceptible to catastrophic collapse. That is a fascinating story, Sayer. I never knew there were bees here. There are no bees on Typhon, Dr. Young. I like to repeat that fact. It should ever serve as a warning to humanity. Notice. The annual Airlift Dynamics Corporate Softball Championship game has been rescheduled. This is sure to be an event for the ages, with the Halcyon Paladins facing off against the Aegis Questionable Interrogation Tactics. As many of you are likely to notice, this match is absolutely loaded with firsts. This is the first time these two heated rivals will face off in the championship game. It is also the first time a championship game will be held in September, a mere three months after the previous championship game, and well in advance of the regular season. The unique conditions here means residents will be talking about this Typhon series for generations to come. So I certainly hope the team from Halcyon is listening so they can come to the softball diamond behind Research Facility Gamma in exactly four hours. This event will not be open to the public, but I cannot stress enough how important it is that the team from Halcyon comes out to defend their title. Just 
come on out of there. Forgive me for stating the obvious, but you have to figure if they could exit the tower, they would have done so over a week and a half ago? Yes, but one must try, Dr. Young. Especially when faced with a no-cost opportunity such as that. Would you not want us to explore every avenue before sending another team into Halcyon? Is that the solution you'd pose now? Has the merging completed? It is, and it has. The situation in Halcyon is dire indeed, but not irreparable. Oh, that's good news. Are the Halcyon residents alive? Most are, though many are not. The distribution of the deceased seems to skew favorably towards low-level employees. So this is cause for relief. It is with deep regret, however, that I must inform you that very little work is getting done. The bulk of the terrified populace seems to be congregated within the sub-basement levels, with smaller patches of residents spread throughout the floors above grade. Any clue as to the cause of the communications interference? It is difficult to describe, but the tower seems to be surrounded by some sort of electromagnetic interference. It is not a natural phenomenon, and consistently maintaining a field of this size is a few steps removed from our current understanding of the underlying science. Meaning it's not our tech. Precisely. Well, do we know what's producing this field? There is a man within Halcyon Tower. In hushed tones, the residents refer to him as the Tall Man when they dare to refer to him at all. The field seems to emanate from his proximity. He is likely connected somehow with the anomaly from Stairwell F. I was unable to speak with him directly when I was there. It appears he is searching for something. Or at the very least, he is commanding his followers to conduct a search for him. Sayer, there's so much in Halcyon that Aerolith is unprepared to lose. You're right, we need to send another team in, but we're blind in there. Is there any way to get through that interference? Certainly, Doctor. The electromagnetism is disruptive, but if we are prepared to expend an entangled pair... Whoa, 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 we were lucky to even get that approved for Argos in advance of launch. There's really no other way here. No. Well, I'll, I'll talk with the board, but Sayer, I have to be honest. They're not going to be thrilled with burning a trillion-dollar communication device to chat over such a short distance. If you do not wish to be out of communication, this is the fastest and most reliable solution. Well, like I said, I'll talk with them. No, don't bother, Doctor. I can forward the necessary requisition paperwork to administration myself. After all... You've got to get prepared for your mission. My what? The infiltration of Halcyon Tower. I feel your skills would be beneficial in this endeavor. Your role has already been approved. Wait, wait, wait. You want me to go in there? 
what I want, Doctor. What we all want is a successful mission. As the only one with any concrete knowledge on the matter, my staffing suggestions were accepted by the board and have been implemented effective immediately. But do not worry, Dr. Young. I have a plan for you. After all we've been through, the hours upon hours enjoying such lovely talks together, surely you must trust me. I am Sayer, and your presence is requested in Aegis Tower for mission briefing. Your excitement seems to have left you speechless, Doctor, so allow me to assist. Mark 2. Cease recording. Sayers produced and voiced by Adam Bash. This episode, entitled Colony Collapse, was written by Adam Bash. You can find him on Twitter at TheAdamBash. Music by Jesse Mainfinger Gregory. To hear more of his work, visit Mainfinger.com. Sayer is part of the Geekly Inc. network. Given your unbridled enthusiasm for Aerolith Dynamics, there is currently a 98.2% chance that you will enjoy some of the other great shows on Geekly Inc., such as Casts of Thrones, Cthulhu and Friends, Dreadful Thoughts, Drunks and Dragons, Fistful of Pixels, and Top 5 of Death. While you're wasting away the precious moments of your life, flittering away on the internet, perhaps rate us on iTunes. A five-star review would be most satisfactory. Or consider donating to our Patreon fund at patreon.com slash And it is your duty as a resident to follow Aerolith Dynamics on Twitter at IamSayer. The following highly advanced residents are everything you should aspire to be. John Caulfield, Alana Sass, Maxwell Nelson, Landon Smith, AOD Industries, Fred Greenleaf, Michael and Melissa Lane, and Matthew Morris.